הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפרה קדוש עם אשר בארצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכה חוכמה. רבנו נחמן ופייגי בן שמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן נאומן. זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we start a very special podcast, starting with the book שפחי הר"ן, the praises of Rabbi Nachman. Before we hop into the actual book and the lessons, um, we start with the Hakdama. And just to keep notice and just to understand before we hop into this book and God willing, soon, Sichot Aran, um, we're going to see a lot of things, a lot of practical advice, a lot of encouragement, stories of the way Rabbeinu grew up, especially in Shifchei Aran, and later all this advice that we're going to be able to try to apply um, to our lives and to, to draw ourselves closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the main thing is that these books go so very deep and these lessons, especially, each and every, oh, each and every um, lesson you're going to see is going to go so deep. But yet we're going to translate in the, in the simplest manner that we can. Meaning the main thing that we're going to try to get from this is practical advice, practical avodat Hashem. Because you can really go infinitely deep as we know Rabbi Natan writes in the introduction to Likut Moran, which we're restarting very soon, Bizrat Hashem. Um, that we see it can go infinitely deep. That Rabbeinu Be'emet, whenever he, he said any word, Rabbeinu said in Chayim Moran, every single breath I take is a chidush. Meaning, I do not breathe unless it's novelty. Everything I do has to have many secrets. And we know that the actions of the tzaddikim are filled with secrets. And we know in the Gemara Sukkah, I believe that it's brought down that even the mundane conversation, the Sikhat Chulin of tzaddikim need a further study, need iyun, need an analyzing. So all the more so when it comes to teachings and encouragement and stories when it comes to Rabbi Nachman's life, that we're going to see such tremendous uh, awakening within our souls. Um, the, but the main thing is to study it in simplicity. And I was reading something amazing in Mikhtev Rav Shimshon Barsky, in the letters of Rav Shimshon Barsky, who is the grandson of Rabenu. He explains in the, this most amazing letter that he says that I cannot understand and I cannot endure or bear the ways of these Polish Hasidim. And he's speaking about the breast lovers here. I cannot understand their way because they always need longer, uh, um, they always need longer shiorim uh, and explanations and drashot. Um, he explains over there longer um, understandings and hasagot and perceptions whenever they used to write in be- uh, to each other uh, by letter. They used to always try to give to each, uh, each other answers that were very long and explain, um, explained very, very deeply with all these hasagot and perceptions of Rabenu that used to take up many, many pages. And Rabbi Shimshon Barsky said, I cannot understand this way. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I can't look at this way. Because the main thing is simplicity and tmimut. And if you look in the eyes of Rabenu and the works of Rabenu with a true eye, you will see that that is the main thing, the simplicity behind it. So here we're going to try to enter these books in the simplest manner as we're going to see because you can really go infinitely deep. If you want to go deep, go listen to Shiorim online, this, that. But the main thing is the simplicity and the practical advice. So we're going to directly translate simply using the words of Rabbi Natan and specifically Rabenu because that is the main and the highest thing. If you want to get to the highest wisdom of all, it's not knowing, but simply the idea is the highest wisdom is the simplicity when you go back to the simple fashion. So we can go deep and deep and deep and deep and try to understand Rabbeinu's words, but they're infinitely deep. So the deeper you go, the more you realize you have to go back to the simplicity of things, which is the tachlit of all things, the purpose of everything. So let's start the takdama, God willing, and uh, just to 
keep everyone, um, uh, what do you call it, to, to let everyone understand that the main thing is the simplicity, that we're going to do this in simplicity, Bizrat Hashem. Hagdama, the introduction of Shif Kharan, the praises of Rabbeinu. Rabbi Nathan says, um, I fully realize that I need to explain to tell a little bit, just a little bit of Rabenu's holiness and the, the holiness of Rabenu's the way he conducted himself. Rabenu HaKadosh Ve'anora Zichonon Vecha our holy rabbi and our awesome rabbi, may his memory be a blessing. From his earliest perception until the day he passed away in peace. I'll recount a little bit of what I heard from his holy mouth directly. And a little bit from the other people um, who recognized him also during his lifetime. And a little bit of what we, um, what we saw with our own eyes. And I know full well, Rabbi Nathan saying, that there will be many who will arise and not believe in the words, in these words that we will share. Because many people have rose up against Rabbeinu HaKadosh, against Rabbi Nachman. As we know, it's brought down in the story, the very special story, how Rabbeinu's soul came down into the world, that Rabbeinu's soul came down into the world with Machloket. As uh, his mother, whenever Rabbeinu's Brit Milah, when Fega was talking to her brother, Rabbaruch, the, the, the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, she asked her brother, Rabbaruch, she said, um, Rabbaruch, give my son a blessing that he did not have Machloket. And Rabbaruch said, this is already lost. Because he has come down into the world and it has to be that he has to come down with strife, with opposition. A great soul cannot come down with peace. It has to come with opposition. So Rabbi Nathan's warning us. He's saying many people will not believe these words. Why? Because they have sophistication that many people have rose up against Rabbeinu. In Korze, but nonetheless, with all of that being said, I'm not able to, to deter from this task, from the awesome and the great urge and yearning of these many people. Who have entreated and beseeched me and begged me a long time now, a long while to print the, uh, this uh, a little bit of these uh, these words that we heard, a little bit of these conversations, etc., these praises. Deep inside, my thoughts assure me, and my kidneys are advising me. Because. That we know, al kolpanim. Nonetheless, nevertheless, these practices that we are going to bring down in these books, they are holy practices and they're very good. Happy is he, happy is the person who holds by them, who grasps these practices and who who holds on to them and who practices them. And they are fitting to be engraved. Upon the books of practice and uh, conducting and properly acting, like these books that we're going to to to, to speak about. Yeah, it doesn't matter who initiated them. Nonetheless, all these practices that we will mention are very holy and very precious. And how can I prevent those people who want to walk in wholesomeness? Rabbi Nathan saying, how can I not publish this book when all these people are asking me because they are yearning and they are thirsty for Hashem. 
That their souls desire to find um, in the uh, find books with holy pathways like we're, we're going to talk about. That their souls are desiring um, to find in their books pathways and and uh, and actions that are upright like the ones we were going to mention, that the way Rabbeinu conducted himself. And the truth is its own witness. One who truly looks with a true eye, with a genuine eye in the books of Rabbeinu, may his memory be a blessing. He'll understand within himself. He doesn't need anyone to tell him. He'll understand on his own. These words are impossible to perceive at Entirely with with the with the human mind, it's impossible. It's impossible to try to understand it with this, with this human mind at all. Rabbi Nathan saying, "You try to really understand the depths of Rabbi, you cannot. You don't even try. It's not. It's not even. It's beyond our perception. It's for, it's impossible to understand and perceive with our minds, with the human intellect. Unless you attain a a, a sanctification, a, a holiness, a purity." Uh, like Rabbanus. And it's impossible to explain and to lengthen, to go on length about these terms, these words. Because they are needless to say. As the world says, as its way for the world to say, it's a common phrase. It is either unnecessary or else it's futile. Meaning Rabbi Nathan saying, I can go on for, for ages about what we could say about the, the holiness of these practices and the holiness of Rabbanu. But the main thing is, uh, I cannot speak too much about this. You just have to look at the book with a true eye. If you really want to draw close to Hashem, you'll understand that what we're talking about here is beyond the human perception. It's beyond the human intellect. All you can do is try to derive inspiration. Arken, therefore, my my heart went back and forth in this subject here and there it, it was confused in this idea but I resolved and said to myself let it be basically I'll write these words so that the final generation shall know so that they shall get up and tell to their children and so that they shall see and they shall act. So that they should go upon these pathways, to walk upon these pathways, and to walk in the footsteps of what we will talk about. Because it's self-evident. That these practices are awesome and precious, holy practices. And each and every person is able to draw close to Hashem through these ways, through these practices. Because Rabbi Natan saying, the words we are explaining here, the matters we are describing in these books are equal to every single soul from the smallest to the biggest. You can be the biggest tzaddik of the generation. Nonetheless, these words can make you even understand how, how much more you can go. As Rabbeinu said, as Rabbeinu teaches us in Chaim Oran, he said, the tzaddikim, I can show them that they don't even know how to pray, that they don't even know how to study Torah. Because the main thing is to realize mechamit mapishpasht, as we see in the, we saw in Likute Moran this idea, as it brought down the idea that what, whenever you ascend up high and you think you've gone high, you have to tell yourself mechamit, what have I seen? Mepishpasht, what have I analyzed? I haven't even really begun to even enter the holy spheres. 
Meaning, the higher you go, the more you realize how much you need to learn. So Rabenu, because he attained the ultimate bitul, he attained the highest nullification, the highest humility. Rabenu is saying that there's so much more. As Rabenu writes in Chayim Oran, that he had reached Takhlit Madrega by Yechida. He reached the highest level in the soul of Yechida. The Yechida is the highest part of the soul. Not even Moshe Rabenu, Rabbi Shimba Yochai, reached Yechida. And yet, Rabenu is saying what? That what? The, that, uh, what did he say? And perhaps there's a little bit more. Meaning, even after Rabenu attained Yechida, Yechida, he said, maybe there's more. To show us that the higher you go, the more you have to realize how much left there is, how much, how God is infinite. There are infinite levels. So, Rabbi Nathan is saying, from the smallest to the biggest, you have something to derive from this book. From this book and the Sikhel Taran as well. And even the lowest Jew, if he wants to have pity upon his life, and he wants to think and ponder about his eternal purpose, and he wants to accustom himself to walk upon the pathways and these, these roads that we will be bringing down here in this book, it's certain that he will merit the true world. The world to come. And he'll be able to ascend to levels that are so high and holy. Like the children of the higher abode. As brought down in the Gemara Sukkah. 45b in Sanhedrin. 97b also. This idea of Bene Aliyah. People are constantly ascending there. They live in this place of the supernal realms. The only way a person can attain those levels though, like the B'nai Aliyah, like we mentioned, is if a person is strong in his mind, he's mentally strong, and he's able to hold his pathway constantly, like a strong and firm grip, so that he should not stumble, God forbid, as we'll explain uh, further on. Rabbi Natan saying, the main condition, if you want to attain the levels we are talking about here, is what? It's simply if you stay mentally strong. If you stay strong and courageous, that you don't let nothing, nothing get in your way in, uh, between holiness that even if you get pushed down you still get up but you have to know this that everything that is mentioned here is not even a drop of the great sea it isn't even a drop of the sea of Rabenu's awesome and intense holiness and astounding level you cannot even even all this, these books, everything, all the words we will describe are not even a drop of Rabbeinu's Kedusha. And you have to believe that. Because Rabbeinu's holiness rises higher and higher and towers up higher and higher in a place that a human, the human intellect cannot even reach. And this is a big principle, Rabbi Nathan said. And it's also not our desire to explain a little bit of the miracles, the awesome miracles that we've seen with our eyes from Rabbeinu. Because, because we are not engaged in speaking about his awesome praises. Unless it touches Yirat Hashem. Meaning, Rabbi Nathan saying, we will not explain any miracles, we're not going to explain Rabbeinu's greatness and all these things unless it's for the goal of drawing a person close to Yirat Shammai meaning Rabbeinu said I'm forbidden to do miracles 
My, grand, my great-grandfather, the Bar Shem Tov, he was allowed to do miracles, but Rabbeinu said, Hashem had not given me the ability to do miracles. Why? Because greater than the miracles is the ability to inspire a person with Yirat Shamayim, with fear of heaven, without the miracle, to keep a person's free will intact, and yet that the man still decides to go on the pathway of Hashem. That's what Rabbeinu does. That's the goal of Rabbeinu. Why is Rabbeinu such a big tzaddik? Why is Rabbeinu... Rosh HaTzadikim, why is he the head of the Tzadikim? Because he's able to inspire a person without any miracles. He's giving you the wisdom and the knowledge and the emunah to find Hashem and to, to conduct in Avodat Hashem without seeing any miracles. Meaning it comes from the person himself. That's the beauty of Rabbeinu. He still keeps your free will intact and yet you still decide to draw close to Hashem even with all the desires and all the things that are negative within us. So let these people read this and draw Musar, ethical teachings from this book. Because all these people that saw these words in our manuscripts, Rabbi Nathan said, they will all admit and they praised and they exalted about these words. And it touched within their hearts this awesome awakening for God. Meaning these words were able to awaken within their hearts this amazing arousal for Hashem And they are all requesting and urging me to bring them to print. And their words prevailed upon me. They, they prevailed upon me with words. Until I was forced to fill their ratzon, their desire. And Hashem Itbarach shall have mercy upon us. That we shall have the merit to walk in the pathways of our forefathers. That they um, that they did their that they walked on the pathway um, that they walked in the way of Hashem Itbarach with fear and with trembling to do the ratzon of Hashem Itbarach. Until Zion and Yerushalayim will be rebuilt. And Israel will return to, to Zion and Yerushalayim just like the doves to their shelter. And that's it. God willing, tomorrow we start Shifre Aran. And awesome, God willing, uh, may this be the beginning of an amazing podcast. And uh, an amazing start to, to God willing, finish Shifre Aran and Sichot Aran. And to apply the advice of Rabbeinu, which goes on in Netzach Netzachim eternally, Bezrat Hashem.